You're listening to The Nerd Cave Show, coming to you live from Audio Crazy's living room, where I tied up the beard and he's sitting in the back. Shush, beard, drink your happy juice. You can follow us on www.nerdcaveshow.com, or you can go to Facebook at facebook.com slash nerdcaveshow. And now, on with the show. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another wonderful, happy, joyous, and exciting Nerd Cave show, where we will wine and dine you or do some random things just to make <laughs> ourselves laugh, I guess. Um, man, it has been... Uh, I'm kind of flabbergasted, and uh, we're going to get into it with her a little bit ago. I'm just... Uh, if anybody follows my tweets or my posts on Facebook... Um, the whole Star Trek Picard, and we are definitely going to talk about that. I am forcing uh, 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 Big 3D here to talk about it. He has not seen it yet. No. And I want to slap him because of it, because it has been so good, but we will get into that. Um, <laughs> welcome and happy, happy uh, uh, Picard. Uh, what is it? It's uh, uh, Frontier Day. Yeah, Frontier Day. Um, or Frontier Year Season. Man, I almost had something good there, and I lost it. <laughs> <laughs> Evening, Dustin. How you doing? I'm good. And yourself? Uh, not too bad. Not too shabby. Not too shabby. Um, so he, Dustin here has brought us a bunch of cool little, or at least he brought a, a what is that, a zombie bear? Yeah, it's labeled as a dragon-cursed zombie, or dragon-cursed bear, I believe is the name of it, but it's zombie bear. It's got to be a zombie bear because his ribs are exposed. Yes. But he, 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 I am quite jealous of him because you've recently gotten yourself a, uh, 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 what are they called? Um, Man, draw blanks. Re- resin 3D printer, resin 3D an LCD p- printer. No, is it a, did you say it was an anti-cubic or is it a? Yeah, it's, it's an anti-cubic mono 4K. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I've been wanting one. The thing I've been driving me uh, that's kept me from it is one all the washing and stuff, but to the chemicals. Yeah. And those were scary at first. Um, but I mean, once you kind of get used to the, the, like just doing it. The aroma. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> honestly not that strong. I mean, I've worked with a lot stronger chemicals. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, and I, I work in that room, so there's a faint odor, but I mean, there's also a faint odor with the regular 3d printing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not that bad. It really isn't. As long as you can, you know, have some air movement through there to where it's not just stale. Yeah, not yeah, yeah. So you have to have it, you, like they say, you have to have it in a well-ventilated area. Yeah. And that's kind of been the reason. It's the only reason. Well, I also own, I've been, I, I've got three FDM 3D printers. And it was just like, do I want to get another one? But I got this. Now, I was impressed because you do say it's, 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 I'm used to FDM printing mm-hmm. where, you have an infill where you don't have that with it's printed solid yeah and it's got some weight to it i'm curious of how like if you printed small parts say like angle pieces Mm -hmm. would they hold up like how strong are they um the resin that i'm using it's not super strong but i mean there is it's very rigid because the layers are you know uh compared to an fdm you get you know Point one at well there's yeah. also even with fdm printing there is 
there it's considered porous because even with the li- little layers, and then people have shown this, they've tried to make a nozzle, uh, like ho- uh, garden hose yeah. parts, and you can just see small bits of water come out yes. the sides. It's never a perfect seal. There's little air gaps. Mm-hmm. And so um, I'm assuming with resin 3D printing, you don't have that. No, because it's... Uh, the way it prints is it's literal images mm-hmm. that are just shot. So anything that the the UV light touches, it cures the resin. Yeah. So it's a solid layer. So if you have a, a picture of one single layer, that's that's what it, it prints. And there's no filament in there. It just, whatever that light touches, it cures. And it looks, the detail you get with those, like a little, that little figurine bear has got some little fur hairs and stuff that's yeah. on it it's really impressive the teeth and on it are n- super now, fine it's, yeah yeah, yeah. And, and now i'm sitting here i want one <laughs> plus you printed up some coins and i thought those were really cool yeah. um you need to make up some uh, um uh, ready player one uh one-up <laughs> coins you really need to dig yeah I, well i'm just saying i want one so yeah. I've, I've got a list of things to print now that I have this and miniatures is definitely at the top of the list. Um, you've seen the trick where people have learned how to plate 3d printed parts. There is a, Oh yes. Yeah. Where you can paint on like a brass mm-hmm. or, uh, there's something you can paint it on. And after that you can do the, uh, uh, chroming and stuff yeah to plate it yeah you do the whole nickel plating and copper plating whichever one you want yeah i've i've seen that and i've thought about it and i'm like i could do that with the coins yes you could you could (laughs) hint hint wink wink nudge nudge (laughs) (laughs) too cool uh yeah now you're making it harder for me to say no to a resin 3d per i've wanted one um I'd be printing all kinds of things I shouldn't yeah. much like, but I do that now with my 3d printers. Uh, I currently have like two and a half printers. I've got one that's been down for almost a year that it, it just needs a little bit of work and I just don't do it. Um, it's my Neptune two S and then my other Neptune two S and my Neptune three are sitting down at the office. Cause I'm constantly, it's one of those where I took them to work cause I needed to print a few things and they've lived there for about six to eight months. Now <laughs> I print stuff for me, but like here recently I needed to print, um, uh, we've been taking, I'm bringing in computers and I needed to make, um, I've been pulling CD ROMs out. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever uses them. Yeah. And I've been building slot covers. Okay. I've been 3D printing slot covers. Yeah. I've been 3D printing um, all kinds of other adapters, and uh, I've made brackets for stuff at the office, all kinds of stuff. So it's one of those deals where it's like I constantly make this stuff. I need it for, like, making little things. Uh, there was a couple of uh, – I got tired of seeing – they ran a bunch of cables in some of my racks mm-hmm. um, between my switches and stuff, and I needed – but the problem is, is the way they ran it, they ran it inside the rails and it goes out through the front. So okay. the cable, it's a big bundle of yeah. cables that comes down. And the problem is, is now that it's done that way, I don't have, I can't put a blanking plate. I can't put a plate there, a okay. standard cable yeah. pass through. So I found some people that had made one and I modified it to where I can just snap off a tab. I fit it over. I've got a one use slot cover with okay. a, just a little opening and it covers over the cables. It gives me a nice cover. It's not perfect, but it looks so much better than not yeah. having anything there. So yeah, my 3D printer is at work. I've burned through. Plus I've made everybody at the office uh, uh, 
desk plates. Yeah. I've made everybody, I've made so many stuff, so many things at the office for people with my 3d printers. So it's like, it is really, really kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, one other thing, uh, moving on from uh, 3D printing, because we can go on and make an entire show out of it, because me and him <laughs> both are the big time 3D printers. We yeah. have a lot of fun. You're the reason I got the Neptune 2S, and then I went to the Neptune 3, and I've done everything in my power not to buy a Neptune 3 Pro, because <laughs> the Neptune 3 is great, but I like a lot of the direct drive and stuff for the Neptune 3 Pro. I want the Neptune 3 Max which mm-hmm. is the big boy. And much like I said a minute ago, I'll keep talking if I don't shut up about it. So we need to move on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, those guys I posted online, there was an update to Seven Days to Die. They released an update today. Uh, if you, any of you guys were thinking about this as uh, preemptive stuff for Alpha 21, it's not. Well, it is, but not in the way you were thinking. The only thing this uh, this today's patch, and yes, if you uh, for those of you that play on the Nerd Cave Show community Seven Days to Die server, that has been updated. As soon as I saw the post, I updated the server. I verified everything. I played briefly for about two or three minutes just to kind of hop around and see if everything works. Nothing crashed, so I am assuming everything's good. Um, but really, the only thing they did was um, during uh, those there's people who've been playing the alpha 21 experimental. Um, I don't know if that's even out or if you can pull it down, but um, people have found that those who are playing the alpha 21 experimental and then trying to play the alpha Mm 20.6 beta seven that had been out once they went to alpha 21 and then hop back to alpha 20, their save games would get, I see was the, um, compatibility errors between Alpha 20 after a session at Alpha 21 Experimental. This patch basically fixes that. So it's just to fix the save games. But they've already they've also stated that when Alpha 21 comes out, your save games are not compatible between Alpha 20 and Alpha 21. Oh. So once Alpha 21 hit, I will be generating a new map. I'm still on the fence if I'm going to generate another 8K map. I know a lot of people that have loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly because there's people that join on the server and they just get to explore. It just makes this gigantic map. And the server has no problem handling a huge Mm -hmm. map like that. Um, I keep the minimum down to, I think it's currently set at like 10 players. Okay. But we've never reached that. I I think that most at one point in time, we had like eight people on at once. And the server was just still, it's more than enough to handle it, so... Um, but yeah, so as of today, Alpha 20, uh, 20.7 B1 stable was released. I'm not quite happy that it wasn't all that great, but I was hoping for a couple of other fixes, but hey, mm-hmm. it is what it is. Um, moving on to the next topic, and you brought this up, so uh, I didn't have a whole lot of time to research this, but uh, I'll go, the whole uh, uh, Bowser being sued. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, Gary Bowser... Uh who was part of the crew that allowed switch hacking the Nintendo switch. He, he was, he's the leader of uh, team executor and uh, basically Bowser and Max Loron of team executor was re- arrested and charged with 11 felony counts uh, in 2020. The new lawsuit uh, basically the, it, the new lawsuits on Nintendo's copyright in creating and selling its hacks. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, they were selling the hacks to people, and 
yeah, that's going to get you in a lot of trouble. Yeah. Uh, he basically has to pay them back for the rest of his life. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah. And it's 14, $14.5 million that he has to pay back. And they could take up to 25 to 30% of his income in order to pay that. He's been, so far, he's only paid off 175 and they've been taking $25 out monthly installments uh, from his job at the prison library. <laughs> so they will get their money one way or another. And I don't think they're, they're he, He's going to be that. a corpse and they're going to be poking his body. Hey, you owe us money. <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo is one company, Nintendo and Disney are two companies you don't want to mess with. Yeah, here's the thing. So at the time, when before they got the, the judgment, they were looking for $2,500 for each trafficked device, oh. as well as $150,000 for each copyright violation. Ouch. And that's how they came up to that. Uh, that, that was before. And let me see if there's an updated article. Like I said, I apologize. I would have had more research. This, uh, yeah, it was a $10 million fine. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he, for Nintendo Switch hacks, ten millions to sell Nintendo lawsuit to him over privacy charges. But oh yeah, yeah, it was just a USB device called the SX Pro, mm-hmm. uh, and basically allowed this Nintendo Switch to run pirated games. Um, he was ordered to pay four point five million for charges related to Nintendo Switch hacks and total browser is paying at least 14.5 million in restitution. Yeah. Man, Mario's getting a gold play, uh, plated uh, plunger. <laughs> yeah, in in about 10 years once he pays. <laughs> it's 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 nuts. They got it. They'll yeah. never get that money. Oh no. They'll never get that it's, money. It's more of a don't mess with us. He's he's our example of don't mess with Nintendo. Well, here, and people wonder why they went after he, that guy. It's it's to set a precedence. Yeah. Because here's the thing. If they can go after an individual that much and there's a full-fledged business or corporation that's doing it, mm-hmm. they can get the same, if not more. Yeah. It's it, it, Whether they'll actually get it is irrelevant. It's the fact that they can get it and they can go after It's yeah. basically a precedent. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then you got companies like Monster who are suing people for using the name Monster. Oh, God, that's so hilarious. Yeah, they tried to go after, they went after a small game. It was, I think, uh, one or two te- two-man um, development team. Mm-hmm. And they went after them because there was Monster in the name. There's no reference to the drink. There was no reference to the logo, anything like that. Just had Monster in the name. I'm not sure if they won, but I last I checked, they were, you know, of course, they're going to win because they're a large corporation versus two men. You know. Yeah, yeah. And then now, recently, they tried to sue Capcom and Nintendo for their use of Monster in Monster Hunter from Capcom and Pocket Monsters. Or, uh, not, yeah, aren't not, those games have been out for a long time? Yeah. Far, you know, before Monster was even a thing. Oh, But geez. they're trying to go after them because that's our brand. And it's like, but... They probably got some lawyers on retainer or something, and they're just, just like, just do it, guys. Make us that money. Yeah. That's that's insane. That's actually insane. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, the, the, these corporations really have a God complex. Uh, they just, they, it's, 
I, I don't know if it's um, anything of a... It's kind of a cross between it's a God complex and they can, so why not? <laughs> and plus, if they win, well, they're going to get restitution. Yeah. Um, so do it until you can't, I guess. Or until a judge says, look, you can't do this because of this and sets a precedent. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like that whole, what's that whole thing going on right now where um, I was reading something and um, the, the the recording, not recording industry, but the artist for, there was a song that came out using an AI version oh, yeah. of Drake. Yes, Drake and The Weeknd. Yes. And people loved it. They thought it was a real song until it came out that it was an AI Mm-hmm. You know, now they're now they're gonna have to go through. Uh, well, here's the thing: that they are literally sitting. The reason why they're having to sue is this is a legal legal gray area. Yeah, because under if I remember correctly, under some of the um, stipulations and stuff of the law, it, they can only they're trying to claim copyright. But the problem is, they can't. This is all AI generated. Mm-hmm. Copyright can only be from physical people, yeah. genuine original content. This is, and this is, I'm, I'm kind of glad they're doing it because mm-hmm. what's going on is, is you have all these AI companies going, well, this stuff out here, we can just do whatever we want. And people are going, no, you need to have permission to do this. And so they're like, I, I read somewhere, one, uh, I forget which company it was. They were like, no, it's out there online. We can just use it. We were using it for base and we generated new stuff. Yeah. This is all newly created, but they're going like, um, no, you're emulating. So between that and the artists mm-hmm. that have been having their images, like they're, what artists, there was a while back, there was an artist out there that... Um, they had asked about the whole, uh, or they went to, they had found out, somebody had sent them, I get it, it was some of their fans had followed them and it had generated stuff based off of their works. The problem was it generated an image with their signature, one of the oh, signatures yeah. they put on the image, yes. on their paintings or whatever, their artwork. Yeah. And it put that in there and she goes, that's the proof I need that you guys exactly. Need. But they're going, well, we used it as a base, but it's all original. And so we are literally in a legal gray area. Now there's uh, on the flip side of that, and I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not trying to stomp over you. Um, there are, I don't know if you heard, and this is something that's going to be uh, the opposite end of that. And I honestly believe is done right. Uh, Bruce Willis mm-hmm. sold his rights for okay. a for his image or his image his likeness yeah. to be AI generated because he was having yeah. I, I know he's he's kind of fading out and I know they're going to use him again but I I think he sold the rights and his family get to inherit those rights yeah that I am I'm, I'm okay with. Mm-hmm. But they did it the right way. Exactly. Yeah, and, and Mid Journey, that's that's the program that's been, uh, you know, everyone's kept their eyes on because it can generate such real images and you don't know yeah. what's, you know, what's real and what's AI generated. I need to find a really good AI generator because the problem is that 
I have been trying to do textures with using AI because mm -hmm. I need some custom textures yep. for Cold Ice Remastered. I can't find any of them that'll do any decent job. Uh, and maybe there's some new stuff that's out there, but I've asked it to do like brick with snow, uh, 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 snow covered brick mm -hmm. or stuff like that. But every one of the bricks are all wavy. Yeah. I was like, this is garbage. Mid Journey does do a really good job. Their V5 that they came out with maybe a month ago uh -huh. has made huge improvements because I, I used it way back in the beginning of the year, like late last year, whenever I first started messing around with it. And from then till now, huge improvements. And with, okay. I don't have to do as complex prompts to get the results that I want. The thing is, is I need, because I'm wor working with a retro game engine, I need to, it needs to be a texture that's tileable. Yeah. And I cannot find a program. I've, I've been able to do that because I've, I've made, uh, even uh, with the older version of Midjourney, I've been able to make tileable um, objects and I've put it in Unity and it works fine. Okay, I'll have so, to look at it. You'll have to show me. Um, but going back to that, uh, somebody else, there was an actress, I think, that has done the same thing. I, I, I honestly believe that um, um, if companies approach and pay the royalties, like you want to emulate them, you need to ask permission. Don't just think it's out there. We can yeah. do whatever we want. And that honestly, that's what a lot of them are doing. They're, mm -hmm. they're going out and just doing it to build their databases but the problem is, is there's no, I don't think there's a good way they can clear those databases of certain content. And I don't think they ever will. They'll say they do it, but oh, yeah. there's no, the way it's set up, um, I don't think, I really think it'd be easy for them to clear them out without starting from scratch. And, and then that's, that, yeah, and that's then, the problem right there is the AI was trained on it. So they gave this huge database mm -hmm. and just said, all right, here, here's the database now train on it. And so it, just iterates over it so many times until it learns, you know, kind of what the subject matter is. And they would have to redo that completely from scratch. Yep. So and yeah, that's, that's the issue. So it's like, they, they did this, you know, as like, Oh, look what we can do rather than should we do it? Yeah. 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 And I, honestly, that's the problem that I think a lot of people have. That's the problem I have with it is that, they didn't seek permission. They just, we're going to do it. Yeah. And now they're stuck with that. Is it going to take a look if they have to purge that stuff? Are, is that going to be a legal battle for them to do that? Are they going to make backups of that database, mm -hmm. delete one and then pull from the other one? You know, yeah. There is so much that can happen. So much here that can happen that. Yeah. It's, it's kind of one of the, it's kind of, we're kind of stuck in that time. Um, but I honestly believe they should have done it right as a, a movie studios have been doing it right. Like I said, Bruce Willis, there was an actress, I believe that's done the kind of the same thing. Mm -hmm. I think there's some voice actors out there that are selling their rights and their yep. families will be able to get into, um, as long as it keeps being used, their families will retain the royalties, which is, I think is part is exactly the way it should be. Mm -hmm. Um, and what they're, I think what Bruce Willis did was he went in and uh, they scanned a bunch of stuff from um, his past movies and stuff. But they also, he went and sat in a, uh, a 3D scanning oh, yeah. uh, rig is mm -hmm. the best way to call it. It's not, it's not a front, he didn't, I don't think he sat in front of a camera. Yeah. I think he sat in front of a high resolution multi-camera. Yeah. And uh, I think that, I, I think he, they got a very good high resolution 
lot of data points to work mm-hmm. with him. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah. It'll be interesting, but I'm, I'm this whole AI and copyright and it, it's going to be interesting for the next year, but I'll say this. It's not when AI is here to stay. Oh yeah. AI is definitely, um, um, the, uh, the nuke parent company of Twitter has oh. gotten hit. He's, he's, yeah. Musky boy is getting uh, heavy into uh, AI now. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling Twitter's going to be folded up and tossed. Oh, yeah. It's it's already on its way out. And I mean, it's, it's sad to see it go that way, but as yeah. soon as he took over and just the mindset that he, that he had, I, I knew it was just going to go down the drain. Yeah, exactly. Not only that, I've seen a resurgence of people in Facebook, which was, I thought would never happen. So Musk, (laughs) congratulations. You brought a lot of people back to Facebook. I'm seeing a lot more, I I get a lot more uh, interaction on Facebook than I do on Twitter. Mm -hmm. So um, let's see here. What else? Um, All right. So moving on, I know we were on the copyright and stuff like that. Uh, Did our normal sidetracking like we normally do. That's fine. That is uh, so us. I have absolutely no idea what's going on. Yeah, pretty much story of my life. Um, it is time to move on to, and I completely forgot my notes, the Indie uh, indie Game Spotlight. So I'm going to let you lead this while I dig it up. Um, so it's a game called Heartbound. It's out on early access. Uh, it's been in early access for about four years now? Six years. Six years. Okay. Remember the the, the, oh, yeah, the, yeah. the video I have is, was about six years ago. Um, it's a, a single dev uh, or solo dev who has worked in the industry for quite a while. Uh, worked at Blizzard on WoW, a couple other projects. Mm-hmm. And a uh, funny fact is his dad is actually the WoW guy from South Park. That's so hilarious. Yeah. they He's got pictures of him with Matt and uh, Matt Parker and Trey Stone. Or, yeah. Um, yeah, Trey Stone. Yeah. Uh, got a picture with all of them, the Blizzard devs and everything like that, and him in costume. It's It's hilarious. That's, but, that's pretty funny. So he's, he's pretty much grew, grown up in the industry and uh, he got tired of the bigger corporations. So he wanted to make his own game. So he started uh, pirate software and he's, he's made one game before. Um, I can't remember the name of it. It's, it's about breakfast, breakfast food and it's a shooter type thing. It's champions uh, of breakfast. There you go. It's a ridiculous game. I got it. It's, it's fun, but I need to play it. I need yeah. to play it. Um, Heartbound is, a game it was made in game maker studio and it's all about choices every choice you make in that game is going to affect later choices and later elements of the game so if you don't give an item back to an old woman that's going to affect the game later on so everything you do has weight yeah and the, the depth of the game is like really really cool currently if you guys want to it is on steam and then you've got our web uh, go to the website uh edioc.com you can go to the show notes and there are links there um yeah pirate software is the, is the name of the dev um we have links also to their uh twitter um he's He's been posting regularly his uh, his monthly updates on uh, YouTube, and he does streams on Twitch. So if you yeah. ever want to watch, he does uh, stream late at night, though. Like he, really late, yeah, like impossibly late. Like every it, now I'm, and then, he will stream like a long session. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, he's been playing um, Meet Your Maker lately, and so he's been doing like twelve hour streams. So 
wake up, you know. Oh, wow. Yeah. So the um I will say this the game is only uh you can get both games on sale for 1706 but if you just want to get heartbound uh, you can get the demo demos for free mm-hmm. but heartbound is $10 yeah. 9.99 on uh so I'm going to pick it up here a little bit um definitely worth the purchase for me as far as I'm concerned I I played it a little bit I haven't gotten too far into it I've only paid like what 15 minutes of it mm-hmm. It's really, it's kind of interesting. I like, I'm thinking, go, I'm going into it like this is going to be one of those, you know, go to the castle. It's like, dude, this house, you know, somewhat looks like mine. <laughs> <laughs> There's trash here. They're going to take the trash out. I don't want to take the trash out. Mm-hmm. I'm 40 something years old and I still want to take the trash out. <laughs> so, but then you do it. Then your dog is lost and you got to go find your dog and, like so that's part of the part of the mystery i won't i won't give up too much the graphics i think are pretty good yeah. um it's fairly easy to get into and the story so far has been really cool i got to the first puzzle game mm-hmm. and i'm already lost <laughs> i'm already sitting there like i don't know what to do i are dumb dumb um where's the point and click shoot game mm-hmm. but so far, it's been pretty good. Um, anybody that's into RTSs, I, I've got a very... It, it reminded me more of, not so much like Zelda, but more of... Uh, what's the other one? Jeez, oh, why am I drawing a blank on it now? See, see the way my brain works? I forgot <laughs> to get happy juice tonight. I am running on no happy juice tonight, guys. Um, what is it? It reminds me more of... Uh, Chrono Trigger. Okay, yeah. It, it gives me more really good Chrono Trigger vibes. Uh, not so much on the magic and uh, time travel kind of thing, but um, the, the art style, the way it plays, the way it flows does give me that kind of uh, vibe to it. Honestly, like I said, go check it out. Heartbound. Um, it, most of the reviews have been overwhelmingly positive mm-hmm. on Steam. So most people that played it have loved it. Uh, I know I've played it. It has controller support, but if you just play with the keyboard and mouse, it works just fine. Um, I've been playing with the keyboard and mouse, and it moves pretty smooth. But I think for the games, I think I'm going to switch back to my uh, 8-Bito Pro because I think it'll be play a little bit smoother for me. Um, At times, it kind of reminds me of Evertale. Like some ooh, of the, that's... An, yeah, yes, yes. It, it's It's got that kind of style and, like, the kind of off-the-wall content that Evertale some sometimes has it it's got a little bit of insp- inspiration from that mm-hmm. yeah let's see here oh i guess uh far lore and barton as they tra- adventures through time and space so we are going to do some time traveling mm-hmm. i haven't got to the time traveling part i barely got past the push the log part <laughs> <laughs> and but the dev does suggest don't just go out and buy the game. Try the demo first. And if you like the demo, then pay for the game. He's, yeah. he's very, very honest and like, don't just buy my game just because you like me. Try the demo first. I don't want you to purchase my game if you don't like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's honestly, it's, it's, from what I've seen, it's very well done. I'm enjoying it. Like I said, I've only got 10, 15 minutes into it, but I'm still enjoying it pretty well. Um, story is pretty good. Um, still not happy about a game making me take out the trash, but. <laughs> I guess that's what it is. So, uh, yeah, Heartbound is the game. As our indie game spotlight of the night, go check it out. Go download the demo and have some fun. All right, so moving on. 
This is the, I'm going to call this the meat of the show. Is that the best way to call it? Um, yeah. Star Trek Picard series, season three. Now, have you watched any of the Star Trek Picard? No, not oh, yet. Dude, you suck. I know. I, <laughs> I, I have a list of shows that I need to catch up on and I'm slowly kind of trying to get through them, but I've got friends who are like, hey, you should watch all of the Star Wars, you know, shows. And I'm like, I don't have that much time. You, you have to catch it. Like me and my daughter have uh, uh, our Star Wars. She's not, I have not been able to get her into Star Trek, but that's fine. That could be my stuff. But we, like we, every Friday night, I bring the kids home, we eat our tacos, and then we come in here and watch The Mandalorian uh, or The Bad Batch. We get caught up on all that stuff. Um but Star Trek has been, that's a show from my childhood. Yeah. And I was a big, uh, I never, re- my, my dad watched a little bit. I caught every now and then the original on reruns. Um, but when they announced and they started showing The Next Generation, that's the show I got into. And I actually started watching when the first show hit. Um, most of the time I couldn't, I, I never caught it the night of, but they used to do reruns of it the next day or the day after. And that's how I would watch it. And, um, when they started doing Star Trek Picard and they started doing that, cause I've, I've been a fan. I've watched just about everything they've ever come out with since, um, there's a Star Trek movies, the, um, I'm not a huge fan of the JJ Abrams stuff. I just, I, it was to me, it diverged too much and i understand they were uh, they were switching over to the other timelines Mm -hmm. but i think it made it more confusing for people um but uh the whole um when star trek picard came out i was i really want to see this Mm -hmm. and i saw season one and i was like man this is actually pretty good um season two was rough oh that was a hard one to get through. Uh, I tr- wanted to enjoy it, but there was far too many times of uh, the see just things that didn't make sense, and I kind of felt rushed. And I don't think the story was written as well as it should have been. It was good. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it was horrible, but it could have been a lot better. And I felt yeah. there was a bunch of things that were thrown in that I don't felt that I did not feel that were properly built. Okay. They didn't put, they did, they basically, um, uh, they were like, you know, showed you, you know, here's this house and you're like, well, where's the foundation? You know, and Mm -hmm. all of a sudden you were being shown things and it just kind of fell off. Okay. Uh, I don't want to get too much into it. It is season two. Um, my big thing was the whole relationship between, uh, uh, seven of nine and, uh, and Jurati. Not Jurati, um, 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 the other character. Anyway, I felt that it wasn't set up correctly. I don't, okay. I, I'm not against uh, the, those two characters becoming in a relationship. I was upset about the fact that it, it literally felt like, oh, we're doing this now. Oh, okay. There are a couple, there are a couple now. And I'm like, wait, 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 where's yeah. the build up to this? And if they were building it up, it didn't feel right. Mm-hmm. But I never felt that that can, it just never felt right. Season three, they barely addressed it, but I think they did it in the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say this much. Season three is 
literally a love letter to the fans of the Star Trek fans and especially the fans of the next generation. Mm-hmm. It is. I, I put po- when I made a post earlier, this is because season three is a master class on how to do a reunion. Okay. Most other shows will just slap their characters together. Hey, I just called everybody, all the, everybody yeah. up and we're here now. We're going on an adventure and you're just sitting here like, well, that's lame. Mm-hmm. Or, well, they could have done that better. Season three was the ha- part of the season. The, the whole season was constantly explaining why they were there. The conflicts of what put them there. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they didn't want to be there, but they had to be there. Um, you know, how they brought data back and it took like two episodes to build that. Okay. Um, it wasn't just, Oh, here he is. Yeah. No, it was like every time you've probably seen it on YouTube, but they literally took scenes. You ever watched the very first, uh, uh, I I went back and watched it. Mm -hmm. The very first episode of Star Trek next generation, um, uh, 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 at Farpoint, I forget what it is, uh, the, but Farpoint, they're basically, they're trying to go out to Farport Station. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Delancey's playing Q. And um, um, this is the first time that Commander Riker, Jonathan Frakes, and um, uh, Brent Spriner, uh, Data, mm-hmm. meet. They use some of those scenes in the season three, but they do it in a way that's just like to help you remember why they're doing this. We even get to see Moriarty. Okay. But it is just every, like everything was so, and when I talk about it, it does not even remotely bring it justice how well they did it. Mm -hmm. Like data is there because Sorry, Day is there because, yes, he died two times, but his, the great uh, uh, soon the 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 ancestor of soon was trying to make a new body. Well, we know that Data made backup of himself, mm-hmm. so they had a copy. Yeah, they had a copy of Lore. They had a copy of B four, and they had a copy of Soon Soon, and. Yeah, I'm trying not to ruin too much of it, but there was a several scene where we almost lost Data. Oh. And Data also went through another evolution. Like one of the things that Gene Gene Roddenberry, uh, when he was talking to Brent Spiner originally about Data was, he wants him to play Data as a point of, he always wants Data to evolve to become human, but never quite get there. Yeah. They kept that evolution with this latest episode where he's even that much closer. He actually has more emotions that he picked up from lore. Okay. But he's still not quite there. Yeah. And it's, it's just really well done. And why he has aged is completely explained. Okay. Because uh, soon he was trying to make himself a golem, a, a, a synthetic body mm-hmm. that he can go in. Um, so he made it look like him in his age. Mm-hmm. So that's why Data looks aged. Okay. 
then you have why uh how we get the how we got the 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 all right this was explained um an episode back how we got the uh, enterprise d back so he was like oh well you know think the prime directive for that the engines and stuff came from the USS Syracuse, which was another galaxy star, uh, starship. So he just ripped the saucer section off of that. Then they had to go and get the Enterprise D saucer section off of, uh, uh, I forget what the planet was. The reason being, if they left it there, it would have messed up the natural order of things. So uh. they had to get that saucer section off. And he's been saying over the past 20 years, I've been replacing bits, pieces here and there and mm -hmm. rebuilding it because he's the curator of the fleet museum. Okay. So he has been rebuilding. He's been spending the last 20 years putting the, what's really cool. And I don't know if, how many people noticed this. There was a, uh, a video. Uh, it's the best place to find it. You can see it in the video, but the uh, enterprise D shows up at times square because they're, they were, they did a big reveal. Like it has been, Star Trek Picard has hit like the top 10 streaming shows. Okay. That's how big it is. So they did a IMAX release party for the final episode last night. So they, people at IMAX got to see it for, it wasn't done. The IMAX here didn't have it. I already looked. Oh. I was upset. I was like, I will so go. I will so, and then I know it found out LA, you know, Los Angeles was the closest place. Yeah. And I didn't leave work until almost six o'clock last night. There is mm -hmm. no way I could have made it. Um, or I so would have gone. I oh, yeah. so would have gone. But um, if you look, there's multiple places where the uh, name of the ship is labeled on the, um, the Galaxy Star ship. And because they separated the bottom half just just below, right where it flutes down, mm -hmm. just below where it connects to the saucer section, name's there. Well, on the Enterprise D, it says Enterprise, you know, seventeen oh one dash D on the top, but on the engine portion down below, it still says Syracuse. Oh, and even on Times Square, it says that. Oh wow! They, they yeah. he hadn't gone through and fixed a lot of that. Um, the only thing I thought would have been cool is if they could have shown us more of the ship, but I know budgeting and stuff like that. They uh, went through and rebuilt the um, the original Enterprise. Jeez, uh, 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 drawing blank. I'm so excited. I've been enjoying this. And my <laughs> brain's racing a mile on a minute. The uh, original um, uh, uh, command deck, the uh, oh, bridge. Think yeah. bridge. So... The original bridge had been torn apart years ago. Mm -hmm. What, 20-something years ago? Oh, yeah. So um, I did find, I went through and did some reading. There is the Star Trek Enterprise Experience. There's a place in L.A., and they've been spending the past several years combing through and getting as much information as they possibly can. They're making a, I don't know if it's a kind of museum, mm -hmm. but they have reconst been reconstructing the Enterprise D bridge in a building. Oh, wow. They had made a post here recently about, uh, this was after it got announced. That we, mm -hmm. They found, and they did, They made a promise. I, I guess they didn't say anything, but they were like, no, they did approach us on using because ours was pretty damn close. Yeah. The problem was, is they couldn't use it. 
The reason being is, I guess with the actual bridge, Parsons have to move out of the way. Oh, okay. So they have to construct it out of wood. Well, the enterprise, the experience is mostly fiberglass and steel. Oh, okay. And so they, it got to the point where like they came and looked and they, I guess they, they, uh, they pulled all of the, they had a bunch of diagrams and stuff like that, but they did go in through theirs and to get any reference points that they may have missed, but they showed a big, huge board, but no, they completely rebuilt the enterprise D bridge from scratch. Just for the show. Just for the show. I kind of wish they would have been able to use that and then oh, reconstructed yeah. the engine room, but we got a lot. Yeah. We got a lot. And so, yeah, we got to see the Enterprise D, and there's a reason why. Um, so the problem is you haven't seen it, and I hate talking about it. And I'm trying not to give away the big baddie, but, the, but we know who, you probably know who the big baddie is. Potentially. Okay. Um, what's her name that played the, um, who played the uh, changeling leader? Um, who is it? Uh, Vatic. Trying to remember what her name is. Man, she's amazing. She played amazing psychotic. Um, let me try to find the character. Where is the person who played Vatic? I can't. I'm not finding it. Why not? Is it Amanda Plummer? She played by Vatic. Anyway, her is is it's completely off the walls, nuts, and um, yeah, yeah, Amanda Plummer played an amazing character. She played an amazing character. I am just hats off to her, her role and what she did. Um, and pretty much everybody, the, the entire season three was so well written, so well acted. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've been, I've been catching up, reading a lot of, uh, a lot of things on how they got to the point and a lot of the way, ways the, uh, Actors mm-hmm. combated, not really combated, but they kind of, the writers were trying to go one, on the original TNG, the writers were trying to go one way and the actors like, no, this is, and that's how we got to the point where we are now in season three, the relationship, especially like between uh, Riker and Deanna Troy, mm-hmm. um, the writers were trying to prevent that from happening. And they would constantly be throwing in little things here and there to keep that connection yeah. alive throughout the series. <laughs> Because they were trying to make Riker the um, the womanizer, much like Captain Kirk. Yeah. And I think his transition to father and husband in season three was absolutely perfect. And honestly, all the lines they had, there's so many funny lines. Um, one of the be- one of the funny ones. There's a lot of just little one liner. Boom! We mm-hmm. you, they throw at you, and. Um, uh, case in the point, they were, uh, their case in point, they, um, they were getting, they were all kind of grouped together and seven and nine, uh, was still sitting there and, uh, data goes, um, we should do yada, yada, yada. And I'm trying to give anything away. Uh, Jerry Ryan, uh, seven of nine goes, yeah, the robot's right. And you just see Brent Spiner go, you know, give that, wait a minute. <laughs> 
And a lot of those where they kind of added in at the last minute, but it just added the right, it just kept throwing in that little humorous bits mm. every, here and there. Season three is so well done. So well done. Um, this is the final season. Of Picard. Okay. Now it has set up for what everybody has called Star Trek Legacy, which is going to be, which everybody had hoped had been commanded by Shaw. Mm-hmm. Shaw is the, uh, essentially in the beginning, you'll find out about, it. he's the captain of the Titan. Okay. The ship that um, Picard and Riker act as admiral to get on and say, hey, before the fleet thing, we're going to do, they're, try, they're on a mission to try to take to do something, but they need a ship that they don't have. And but seven of nine is the uh, uh, number two. She's the, uh, yeah. Um, you have Commander um, or Captain Shaw and then uh, uh, seven of nine or okay. Annika. Uh, 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 Hanukkah, uh, Hannah, mm-hmm. uh, Hanson, sorry, Hanson, Annika Hanson. Man, I have a hard time with that one. <laughs> Seven or nine, gonna re- I know all day, all, every yep. day. Um, but man, I am rattling on like a freaking child here because I can't, it's it, all this stuff happened. All this stuff happened. Yeah. But um, essentially they take over the Titan and the Titan winds up being their ship. And the thing is, is Titan's one of the oldest ships in the fleet at this point. Um. So I forget what class of ship it is. It's one of the smaller ones, Mm -hmm. but um, Shaw is a, he comes up with some of the, some amazing lines in the show too. And that's why everybody, I think they were trying to position him as a captain that people like, but they kind of just tolerate. Mm -hmm. But the problem is, is every time he did something, his personality just made it so much amazing. Like he had one lighters back at Picard and, Riker mm-hmm. that were just perfect. Like every time that both Picard and Riker would talk about how they did this and did this, he would flip around with like, yeah, like the time you uh, hot landed the, I forget what the exact words, but like you hot landed the saucer section on a planet, just, <laughs> just verbally <laughs> kicking them in the balls. And it's just like, everybody's sitting here like, can we have more of this? I, uh-huh. I don't think they were accurately. They were trying to make it where he's the he's he's going against Captain Picard. And the problem is, is the other thing that I thought was bad was they kept writing him getting hurt and injured mm-hmm. throughout the show. Like at the very last time when he it, the, the the second to the last episode, something happens to him. The first thing that would come to mind was, "Oh my God, they killed they killed Captain Shaw, yeah. you bastards!" You know, I was getting uh-huh. that South Park because he kept having to go to the infirmary and stuff. <laughs> and I was just like, man, they just abuse. There's ragdolling this poor yeah. guy, but everybody loved him. Um, I, I thought he was absolutely amazing. Like he, he was one of those, he's, he was meant to be the captain that goes by the book. But the problem is, is he was just far too enjoyable. Mm-hmm. And when you watch it, you'll see some of the stuff he does. And it's just like, everybody was like, I was watching a bunch of the tweets. It's like, can we have more of just him? That's all I want. Mm-hmm. I want him. I want to see him. Uh, I, I just, from time to time, pull up a log where he just sits there and verbally abuses people. <laughs> and not being, just him going, look, you guys are over glorifying this 
stupid thing you did. (laughs) And I'm not doing any, any good job of explaining it. When you see it, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. It was so hilarious. Um, but, uh, yeah, Todd, uh, Stashwick is who plays Captain Shaw and he was great. I'm really upset seeing him go. Um, he basically, um, if it does happen, Jerry Ryan, seven of nine mm-hmm. will be commanding the ship of Stargate, like uh, star, star Trek legacies. Okay. Um, which I'm really hoping, and they set yeah. it up really, really well. On the final episode, they set it up really well. Now, they have announced uh, nothing to do with this show, but they've set up a mini, like a, what do they call it, a mini movie or a movie mm-hmm. just for streaming for Paramount okay. Plus. Yeah. I think it's 2025, I think is estimated, but it's already been announced and confirmed. There is going to be, uh, what's their name? A Section 31 short couple of seasons um look it up yeah hold on once i gotta pull it up right now oh, i spelled movie wrong um let's see here yep uh star trek search 31 film and that's going to be playing uh michelle yo okay who in um uh what is it uh discovery i think it was she played uh an agent or basically she came from another timeline mm-hmm. came over to the prime line and um uh exit what the heck stupid ad things are going to crash my browser um but essentially they um was for yeah they basically back in 2009 they were uh, worked they were working on a section 31 series with yo and then yeah she over reprised the role of emperor uh philip uh, philippa uh, i cannot say that name philippa who, philippa thank you and who began uh playing season 1 of star trek discovery mm-hmm. Uh, he joins a secret division of Starfleet tasked at protecting the United Federation of planet and f- uh, faces the sins of her past. Um, it, it basically was started the, uh, the conclusion of season one and after a deleted scene revealed being approached by a member of the shadowy intelligence organization, organization on the Klingon homeworld. So she's looking forward to it. I'm kind of looking forward to it. I thought it was neat, but uh, we'll see. She's definitely had her character. Definitely had the mentality of she. It doesn't matter. She'll do whatever it takes to get the job done. Mm-hmm. And hurting people, killing people, nah, not that big of a deal for over the grander scheme of things, which yeah. does fit in with Section Thirty One. Because well, let's all admit, um, uh, Doctor Bashir wouldn't have fit very well. That's my little uh, Deep Space Nine uh, connection right there. You liked that? How I did that, didn't you? <laughs> Um, but, uh, the, uh, I, this one's going to be interesting to see. I don't know if they have an estimated, I could have swore I heard 2025. Um, I know they've been working, they say they've been working on it for a while, but, um, let's see here. Strange new worlds coming lower decks. I still have not gotten into lower decks. I can, I, oh, I have yeah. never gotten past the first episode. That's is that the cartoon one? It's the cartoon one. Okay, I, I'll put it to you this way: I love. Uh, I thought 
Star Trek Prodigy was really, really good. And that's a kid's show. There's some parts in there that were a little too kiddy for me, but I can't complain because that's exactly what it's supposed to be. I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was very well written. I thought it was good. Um, uh, Star Trek... Uh, what is it? Uh, Star Trek Discovery was a bit rough for me to get into. Mm-hmm. Lower Decks, I've, I've tried three times to get through episode one. I keep cutting it out. I just, I need to get into it further. I really need to give it a chance, but I've tried three times for just on the first episode and it's just that painful. Mm. Um, Picard, season three will go down in record as the standard. And I really hope they kind of use that as a template of what they need to do going forward. Um, it definitely is a change and it's a deviation. There's some stuff they did deviate what Gene Roddenberry would allow. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they hit the right recipe. Okay. So uh, loved what Gene Roddenberry started. I, I can't compl- I can't fault the man for uh, what he wanted. His vision was really, really ac- uh, perfect. But over time we've, made some adjustments and changes and in streaming we can get away with cuss yeah. words now so oh, yeah they've uh i think they've done a really good job season three you, you need you need to get to it I, i'm not yeah. you, you need I, to stop procrastinating <laughs> i i grew up watching voyage that was, okay. that was that was, that that was, was your, my show your gateway yeah, drug right yeah. there right i mean i, I watched the previous ones but love, love voyager voyager was one of my favorites just because like captain janeway mm-hmm she tamed a board, Borg. Like, so you you would like Prodigy? Okay, that's 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 Captain Janeway. Yeah. So yeah, or Janeway, Captain, and, or no, uh, Admiral Janeway and uh, Hologram Janeway. Okay. So you need to watch it just to make All that right. make sense. <laughs> okay. It's a kids show too, so they're not very long episodes, but I, it, it's actually very very well written. Okay. I was impressed with it. And then what was the other one? Strange New Worlds, I think. Stranger New Worlds is um, essentially Captain Pike, the captain of the Enterprise before Kirk. Okay. Yeah. And they're getting closer to us seeing on film James Kirk's father and what he does on the Enterprise. Oh. To save everybody. Okay. Um, So... Um, essentially we're getting the whole, this is a prequel to the original, but mm-hmm. literally a lot closer than what it used to be. Like before we had the, the original, you know, the first enterprise. And then we had, uh, we, uh, then we jumped all the way to the, uh, what is it? The, what was the enterprise in the, um, that was a, so yeah, this would be the second, the second enterprise. Okay. And then we jumped all the way to the D. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. There's a, there's a conversation, um, which actually doesn't get explained, but I hope one day it does. In season three, there's a little quirk. Um, Jordy goes, well, we can't necessarily use, they're like the, the Enterprise D. And he goes, well, we can't necessarily use the Enterprise E. And um, Worf goes, everybody turns and looks at Worf. And he goes, it wasn't my fault. <laughs> it's just hilarious. And you, it's like, okay, did he try to ram another ship into yeah. another ship? <laughs> uh, 
The funny thing is, is that he he doesn't wield the batleth. He wields a I forget what it's called. Worf wields a more of a sword in this one, hmm. and I can't say why he's wielding the sword, but he he there's a one sentence of why he has a sword. Uh, in it's mostly just be. Yeah, yeah, he'll explain right. it. I don't want to ruin it because it's just like there's so much in the last episode. But yeah, he likes the sword. <laughs> it's hilarious. Okay. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, so we've got, by the time the season's over, we will have up to the Enterprise G. Okay. I'll go that far. I'll go that far. We do get to see the F. And I think that got destroyed. But um, the, uh, the uh, what is it? Uh, um, the, oh, there's a complete list. Uh, they finally get a whole list of the vast majority of ships in the fleet. Mm-hmm. So we get to see a lot of, you know, I think there's another continuation of the Yorktown. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. The Yorktown was a, was, wasn't a ship. That was a... Uh, um, that was a uh, space station, but there's a lot of uh, ship names that are basically names of people part of the production and stuff yeah. like, or okay. people are part of the past of the production. I got so you. there's a lot of uh, homage to people that are part of TN. Oh, excuse me, part of TNG and part of the current. Um, a lot of the people who the guy who does all the uh, uh, L cars. Mm-hmm. I did not know that Will Wheaton is who came came up with the name for L cars. Really? Uh, uh, yeah. He basically he on the very first day of him going in uh, during TNG, he sat down and coined something off, and the artist who that that created all the graphics for the L cars goes, "That's really good," and it just stuck. Huh. But it's a library computer. Library computer access retrieval system. And I guess when uh, he had sat on the, the uh, uh, basically he went, came in, sat down, and he just coined that. It was something he phrased off. And the artist goes, I like that. So in the current, uh, on the, uh, the new, new remade bridge, mm-hmm. they actually write in the command chair in one of the deals or underneath it, they put L cars mm-hmm. and it's the first time that L cars is, I guess, been put in the graphics on stage. Okay. But yeah, yeah, it was Will Wheaton that coined that, huh. um, library computer access retrieval system. <laughs> and yeah, I've been watching a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of behind the scenes and watching mm-hmm. art. Some of the actors and actresses talk about stuff and, it's really cool, but they, they, you, you got to watch season three. Cause if you, I was, a, I, I grew up with TNG mm-hmm. and so I love Voyager. Voyager I thought was absolutely great. Um, D space nine, I would have to say was just below, uh, TNG for me. Um, I liked the original Star Trek. I'm not going to say I'm a, a huge fan of it, but I liked it. Um, some of the other stuff that, like I said, J.J. Abrams, I've never been a huge fan of. Um, but I can see a lot of the influences that they got for the new series mm-hmm. from those. But I think they did them very slightly and it was done very tastefully uh, with 
camera shots, um, um, the way they did things. Overall, this season is just, like I said, I've said it before, I've, I've kind of on constant replete and I'm trying, I'm doing my best and I apologize. People are wanting me to say stuff and I'm, we're, we're still under the spoiler embargo mm-hmm. and especially with yeah, Dustin here and the people I know, the latest episode just came out this morning. I'm not ruining a thing and I'm trying my best not to. I want to mm-hmm. talk about all this stuff, um, but I'll say this much. This season, I watched the past seasons and they were decent, but season three gave me so many flashbacks like literally genuine feels of being back as a kid or as an early teen, sitting there in the middle of my living room, holding my Pop-Tarts, mm-hmm. watching um, uh, Star Trek The Next Generation. Like, I don't know how many, they. it was just a constant, they would hit those feels so much. Mm-hmm. And it was just... But they, like I said, the way they did this season, um, it really needs to be a master class for some people. If you're going to do a reunion, this is how you do it. It's not a everybody's here, let's go adventure. Everybody's there for their own specific reason. And it's, it's an intricate chess set, a chess game of why the pieces are moving. And that's what they, how they, how they did it, like, Every, you know, one episode, this person we brought in, this person we brought in on this next episode, but they're not there because they want to be there. They're, they're there because of a reason, um, or they're there because, um, you know, a conflict Mm -hmm. and every character had a completely separate conflict or thing they had to work through in order to get to that point. And it was just, you become so invested in the story. And they, I don't, did you ever go, have you ever watched TNG? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. It, it, you are constantly being reminded of that show. And there's, like I said, I, I got taken back to, <clears throat> wow, I'm losing my voice. I got taken back to being a kid so many times on season three. Mm-hmm. Season one was decent. Season two was not as great. And I was had very high hopes because of John Delonzi mm-hmm. Q that's, he's just the amazing actor, everything he's ever done. Um, so, um, I was a little upset with season two, season three. I, I was reluctant to watch it, believe it or not. I did not watch it until I didn't even turn on the streaming service until episode season, episode four hit. Mm. I was like, all right, I'm going to get into this. Hooked. Instantly hooked. Every week, every episode got progressively better in my book. Mm. And I was literally, this past two episodes, I have been chomping at the bit. Because, okay, maybe they'll release this. Okay, maybe I can stay up till midnight and watch it. That's how good it was. (laughs) I'm not joking. That's how absolutely amazing this season was. Because it was constant. I was constantly going i need to see the next episode <laughs> and now that the final episode is hit i'm like i need more yeah but it wouldn't have been good okay i'm gonna say this the last episode you do not stop watching they i think they even cut out most of the credits just so 
they there's only so there is the minimum amount of credits but there's a constant scenes and stuff going through the show continues through the credits and it is a constant love story to the fans nice and it is just masterfully done um I don't, there's going to be any other Star Trek shows I feel bad for because they've got a very, very (laughs) high bar to meet. Uh, They're going to do it. They're they're going to be good. I'm not, I don't want to down talk them, but man, did they do an amazing job of season three. It hit all the right fields and all the actors bringing back their old characters just absolutely nailed it it wasn't like they just came back and they were back and like no time had passed every one of them had changed just enough in the right way because it had been 20 years Mm -hmm. and there's so many just little subtle humor parts thrown in the mix that just made you just made you giggle yeah it so well done. I honestly thought, I actually think that the first couple of episodes, they were getting going, but the story progressively, they would tweak things as they went along. Mm-hmm. That's why I think later in the season, the humor was a little bit more there, but it was more well-crafted and okay. well done. They, it's just the whole, all, the, the entire cast did such an amazing job. It's one of those where you're just sitting there and it's like the actors did amazing. The directors did amazing. The writers did amazing. All the set designers, everybody mm-hmm. did amazing on this show. Um, you can tell that there wasn't a single person on that production. There wasn't a single person involved in any aspect of that sh- of season three that wasn't there out of love. It, you can just tell that. Um Wait until you see who the big baddie is. And oh, okay. it, it's right. everything is masterfully done. Um, could something's been better? I don't think so. I don't think so. I'm pretty sure there's somebody behind the scenes like, well, we could have, if we had a little bit more budget, I, I get that. But for what they, what they presented to us, it's just like, I don't think it'll ever get any better than this. Hmm. I really don't. I, I, that is going to be such a high, high bar. All right, you sold me. I'm watching it. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I'm not going to. I've literally, I don't know how many times that I stopped being this cranky old goat and was a little 12, 13 year old kid again. Yeah. And that's why literally I was, I went, I did my normal morning and morning thing this morning. I went, went up to this deal. I got my thing of ice so I can, I, I drink water in the morning and I got my orange juice and I was like, I need something else. I was like, I'm going to watch the final episode. I need pop tarts. I don't eat pop tarts. Well, not anymore. I used to as a kid. Mm-hmm. And I was saying like, I remember sitting there in the middle of the living room, eating my pop tarts, watching my Star Trek. Mm-hmm. That was my thing. I'm like, this is the final episode of season three. I need Pop-Tarts. I have to have <laughs> Pop-Tarts for this. Like that's, uh, that's literally how powerful it was for me anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't want it to end. Um, I'm going to say this much. Since for waiting for the final episode, I watched episode nine 
the previous episode, mm -hmm. I've watched it like four times now. I had to go back and watch it again. Yeah. And I watched it again. And then I watched it again. It is, as far as I'm concerned, it's that good. Okay. I was waiting for the next one. I needed my fix, man. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> hook it to my veins. I, I, I need my warp drive. Engage. Yeah. Go, go, go. You know, that's oh, so great. And you'll love the... Uh, uh, the, the thing that how... God, I can't, I can't talk about it. And I yeah. want to the latest episode, the, 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 the Jerry rig pew pew. I'm going to say that much. Okay. When you finally get to the final episode, you're going to see the Jerry rig pew 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 towards the end of the, the final episode. And you're going to love it. Because I'm right now. Uh, so I don't do spoilers. I'm calling it the Jerry rig pew pew. Okay. Uh, Jerry, mostly for Jerry, uh, Jerry Ryan. Um, Cause that's the character that has it or uh, seven or nine, but she has a Jerry rigged, uh, the jerry-rigged pew-pew, and that's what I'm calling it. I'm calling it the jerry-rigged pew-pew, um, but you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Okay. Um, let's see here. I, I like what the name she calls it better, but I'm not saying it because it'll give away too much, and I'm right. trying not to give away. You need to watch it. You really do. Um, skip the other shows. They don't matter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they really don't. You need to watch season three. Uh, I'm curious. I'm really... We need to wrap up here, but I want to find out... Um, Uh, three. I'm curious what their stats are. Um, holy crap. Did it really get that? Okay, here's another thing. Guess what Rotten Tomatoes gave it. Oh, God. Just take a wild guess of what it got. Of the audience score? Um, or critic, uh, both Tato meter and audience score. Audience I've, score probably around 85. Take a guess on the Tato meter. Critics are normally wrong, so probably about a 54. Critics, Tato meter 98%. Oh my god, audience score 100 90%. It was 100% for a short period of time, but okay. it's dropped down. There's some people that are, there's some lesser beings that have been giving it a lower <laughs> rating, but um, we shouldn't count those. But yeah, no, we're talking 98 to and, and 90. Uh, oh, it's over a thousand, 92 reviews has gotten a 98% score on the tater meter. And the audience score of over 1,000 uh, reviews is 90%. Hmm. Uh, some. Somebody called Florida Man gave it a 25%. Um, please make sure he doesn't procreate. That's all I'm saying. It's Florida Man. What do you expect? Yeah, exactly. I mean, he, he doesn't even have, probably have his old teeth. But yeah, uh, Star Trek Picard season three has gotten really high reviews and well-earned high reviews. Um, I can't, cannot wait to see I, Star Trek Legacy is probably going to be a given. Um, so we'll we'll see. Okay, okay. So the Titan A was derived uh, from my original Shangri-La class fan design that I created. Okay, somebody said, yeah. So it's, it's it, the Titan A was designed from a Shangri-La class. Mm -hmm. uh, 
that somebody created, uh, let's see, Bill Cross design created in 2014. It was updated with established Sagan class, Sagan class uh, nacelles and bridge module for the show by myself and Doug Drexler per direction by Terry Metalis. So it is, um, yeah, but it is a new, it's one of it, the, the, the main ship in the, throughout the season three is the Titan and it's, that's actually where it came from. Okay. Um, there's so many really cool stuff. A lot of power. I'm going through all these tweets and stuff, and um, they got a couple of new races. Um, race called the Nanakam, named for our genius makeup makeup artist. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, geez. Um, let's see here. Somebody asked uh, Gates McFadden. Uh, I did chuckle at the pump action phaser rifle. Dramatic effect. Look forward to the next episode. She goes, I broke the prop the first time I tried it, which is why I am prop actress extraordinary. <laughs> she broke it. Um, that was towards the beginning of the season anyway. It was based off of, you ever remember in Star Trek, you, they had the big rifle style she had one with a, I guess, okay. uh, which more, which kind of resembled like a shotgun. Yeah. Which I don't think really should. It, it's a thing. It's a mm-hmm. thing. Like, why do we need moving parts in a gun that shoots, you know, non projectile energy based web script? <laughs> it, it's a thing. Um, yeah. Definitely go see season three. I'm gonna be. I'll probably keep babbling on about it. I need to. I'm gonna rewatch the final episode. I've already watched a bunch of clips on YouTube, mm-hmm. going through parts and pieces. There is so much that's there, and there's a part at the end of the show that I know you'll appreciate. Mm-hmm. Um, it, but it literally is. We normal shows when the credits hit, mm-hmm. if we go through a credit scene, yeah. No. Okay. They don't, the, f- the show is, it goes through just distant shots through that. And then it, the credits stop, the cameras switch, and then they go to some other stuff at the end of the show. Okay. It's there, there is no credit scene. There is credits running over video. Okay. That's it. It, just ah, season three was just so amazing. That's I am going to babble about that. For like it's like a, just a mind fried child. I, I can't stop talking about how much I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was, it was, it's just a freaking masterclass of what you should do. Mm-hmm. Um, I, okay. Um, anything else we need to talk about? Uh, that was uh, Star Trek retard season three. So, I think, I think, I think that was pretty much it. I think we got to it. So hey, we're all done about me babbling. We probably went on way too long, but uh, this episode was just me reminiscing of being a kid watching Star Trek. And uh, I'm looking forward to tomorrow night watching uh, season finale of The Mandalorian with my daughter. So that's going to be tomorrow night. But for now, I get to watch uh, Star Trek Picard last episode on constant repeat because <laughs> unlike you, I kept up with it. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, anything else we need? Uh, we wrap it all up. Yeah, that's about it. All right, man. Well, I want to thank everybody for 
joining us, listening to us. Uh, like I say, you can always go find us on social media. Um, he's big 3D on what? Twitter, Instagram, and I don't know what you have. I, big I 3D really on Facebook? Have, no. You I should probably I make don't one. have much on Instagram. It's kind of uh, a dead okay. account. Yeah. yeah. See, I've been doing a little bit here and there. Mostly it's been my 3D printing stuff. Um, but you can find me, Audio Crazy, on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, mostly Facebook now. I kind of don't do as much on Twitter because it's kind of hitting that downhill slope. Yeah. Uh, or you can just go to my, you, you want to find in my social media links, you can go to audiocraz.com. Um, that's where you're going to find all the show notes, links, everything else for this happy, happy, wonderful, joyous episode. But we are so grateful you're listening to. Anyway, we will see you guys. Is this. We only missed one week after the last episode, didn't we? Yeah. We actually did really good. It wasn't yeah. a month. Like, we were a little, like, almost responsible <laughs> adults. Hey, 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 watch it with those words. I know, I know. I'm speaking <laughs> blasphemy. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for joining us. And we'll see you guys next week. Next week.